Good morning, everyone. Today we will be sharing from First Thessalonians four, verse one. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. Apostle Paul was filled with joy and thanksgiving that the Thessalonians were persevering through the afflictions. They did not buckle under oppositions or turn back to idols. Rather, they are walking in the Lord with faith and love, and still, Apostle Paul asked and urged them to do so more and more. Apostle Paul's heart is the heart of a shepherd who is always on the lookout for potential dangers and pitfalls that can derail their faith. He is not naive to the pagan culture that surrounds them, or the temptations and pressure they face daily that would cause them to turn back to their old ways. And so, he does not take it as a given that the Thessalonians would continue to grow in their faith. If they grew complacent or arrogant to think they do not need additional instructions and reminders, then they might just be backsliding and going back to their old ways. I think it speaks to the fact that you cannot just stand still in Christian life. Cannot assume that the good we are doing will continue on without putting in or attempting more. Also, reality is that there are forces all around us that constantly threatens our faith and devotion. It is in the culture we're immersed in, the sights and sounds from our devices, the glitter and counterfeit promises that the world feeds our imaginations with. Then there is our own sin, laziness, lovelessness, and comfort-seeking ways that, unless we heed the same advice to live a life pleasing to God and love, serve, sacrifice, take risk more and more, unless we actively take steps to fight against the negative forces and inertia, we're going to fall backwards. Starting new ministries and church planting, I think, is one way to resist the temptation to slow down and coast, and forces us to live a life of faith more and more. It is not only an opportunity for people who are leaving and starting new work, but also for those who are staying back to fill the holes. There is a need for everyone to do so more and more. Verse three says, "For this is the will of God, your sanctification: abstain from sexual immorality, control your body in holiness and honor." And then no one transgress against his brother in this manner. People often ask, "What is the will of God for my life?" This verse is pretty clear: sanctification. God desires us to be sanctified, to be pure and holy, by rooting out sins through confession and repenting things that are not pleasing to God. That's the way we honor God: is to listen to His instructions and do His will. Like the Thessalonian church, we're also living in a culture inundated by rampant idolatry and sexual immorality. God's will for His people, for the church, is to be set apart, to be holy. Verse twelve, Apostle Paul writes, "So that you may walk properly before outsiders." The world is watching the church to see if the walk matches the talk, and if there is authenticity. In a holy living, abstaining from all the immorality and debauchery in this world is the way we can witness to the world that God is indeed real, and His ways are better than our ways. Verse nine, Apostle Paul writes. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourself have been taught by God to love one another. For that is indeed what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more. Again, we hear this phrase more and more. And as I surveyed this chapter, I was struck by how many different ways Apostle Paul taught and exhorted the Thessalonians. In verse one, we see the words "ask" and "urge." Verse two, give instruction. Verse six, told you beforehand. Verse six again, solemnly warned you. Verse ten, urge. 
verse 11, instruct, verse 15, declare. Even right after acknowledging that they do love their brothers in verse 9, Apostle Paul goes on to urge them to love more and more, and then to give instructions on how to love and build up the community. Apparently, there must have been people in the church who are causing problems or annoyances, who are taking advantage of the generosity of others, taking financial help from others while not making an attempt to work to support themselves. Apostle Paul delves even into this level of detail in their relationships. He knows to this degree what is happening in the church and give very practical instructions, which are to live quietly, mind your own affairs, and work with your hands. I see the heart of a spiritual leader from Apostle Paul, someone who is never tired of or feels the permission to stop mourning, instructing, urging, and declaring the truths of the gospel and to see it lived out. He doesn't hold back because he loves the church and wants this church to thrive and grow and wants the community to grow strong in love. Lastly, Apostle Paul really gets practical regarding how do we love one another more and more. It is through conducting a disciplined and diligent life Love is not just words, but it's about labor of love. You cannot say, I love you, brother, but never lift a finger. That just doesn't compute. So let us also heed this advice and spur one another on, encourage one another more and more in deeds, in good works, in sacrifice, and together be set apart and holy and blameless before the watching world. That's it for today. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.